The following program is listener supported through Consider His Word Ministries. Consider His Word. Consider His Word. Consider His Word. From the heart of the Florida Everglades, this is the Consider His Word radio program. Today we want to encourage you to consider what God says in His Word, the Bible. I'm Pastor Arlen Payne inviting you to join us as we open the Scripture together and consider His Word. Welcome to Consider His Word. Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 2. We're just going to read a couple of verses. Now, Luke chapter 2 is certainly the story of Christ's birth. And we're going to read all of it here in a week or two. But for today, we're just going to look at a couple of verses. So I'd invite you to find a Bible, open it as we consider His Word today. I want to remind you about our special that we have going on. We're offering our book, Consider His Word, uh, for a $25 gift to this ministry. Now, it is postage paid, so that's it, $25 for the book. Now, the book, Consider His Word, is a daily devotional. There's a plan there to read the Bible through in a year. There is also then a verse for each day. And then there's a place where you can do a little bit of journaling of your own. And so the book is $25. It will make a, a great gift for someone or maybe a great way just to read through the scripture for yourself or to have a daily devotional of your own. Now, today is the last day we're making this offer. And so if you're going to get one, you need to get it now. Let me tell you how you can order it. Just send the check to Consider His Word Ministries, 30290 Josie Billy Highway, Box 40, Clewiston, Florida, 33440. Let me give it to you again. Consider His Word Ministries, 30290 Josie Billy Highway, Box 40, Clewiston, Florida, 33440. Get your book right away. In Luke chapter 2, I just want to read a couple of verses. It's verses 6 and 7. The Bible says, And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. No room for them in the inn. I have a message that I preached called No Room. Now, this is not it. It's another message. It's kind of similar, I, I suppose. And you've probably heard messages about making room for Jesus in your heart or making room for Jesus in your, uh, in your Christmas. But what about making room for him in your life? You know, for putting him into your time. You're right, so we, we have 160 hours in a week, 168 hours in a week. Most people spend around 56 of those hours sleeping. And then many spend about 40 hours working. I'd say maybe the average, some more and some less. Well, that leaves 72 hours. So how much time do you give Jesus in a week? I want you to think about one week. How much time do you give him? How much time do you give him at church? 
in Sunday school or, 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 you know, there used to be a phrase people would say, I'm at church or we're at church every time the doors are open. (laughs) Are you? (laughs) Are you giving Jesus that time? What about a time every day Uh, to spend some time with him and give him that little bit of time? Doesn't take a lot of time. Uh, You know, I met a preacher several years ago that was asking me, he said, is there anything I can pray for you about? And I I had several things that I give him. And he said, you know, I wake up every morning at four o'clock to pray. Well, God bless him. I I appreciate his prayers. You don't have to get up at four o'clock. You know, you can spend some time with Jesus on your break. You can spend some time with Jesus on your break. You know, you can just work it out just about any time if you make up your mind that you're going to do it, that you're going to spend that time to give him. So out of that time that you have, you know, all of us have what we call down times. What a great time just to talk to the Lord. But you know, it should be a priority for us to give him that first place, a priority to give him room in our life, room in our day, room in our week. You know, is there room in your day to talk to the Lord? And I and I don't mean going to God and just asking for things, but just talking and just having that conversation with the Lord, just you and Jesus. Just imagine that he's sitting there and you can just pour out your heart to him and tell him about everything. He said, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. And so give him those things and talk to him. Is there room in your life, is there room to listen to him? Now, listen to him in a couple of ways. Sometimes we pray and pray and pray, but we don't stop and listen. Sometimes God may want to speak to your heart about something or lay something on your heart. And so, you know, the scripture says, be still and know that I am God. So just sit still and listen. And there'll be many things on your heart and on your mind, but Jesus will get through those things. And I believe that he does speak to us. Now, you've got to be careful, but I believe that Jesus speaks to us. He said in John 10, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And I believe that sometimes we can hear his voice. Just make sure it's from Jesus. He will never tell you to do anything contrary to his word. And so be faithful to hear, but also listen to him by reading the Word of God. Is there room in your life to spend with Jesus? Is there room in your life to sit down with the Word of God and read a few passages of Scripture? You know, we're coming up toward the end of the year, December, the last month of the year, and it's time for you to start thinking about how are you going to read the Scripture? Are you going to find a plan? Oh, there's thousands of plans out there. Just search for them and find one that you like. Maybe a a plan to read the New Testament in a year or a plan that's just a devotional. There's many of them out there. Do you have room in your day to spend with Jesus? Proverbs 18, 16 says, A man's gift maketh room for him. And so is there room for Jesus? there's There's an old hymn. It says, have you any room for Jesus, he who bore your load of sin? As he knocks and asks admission, sinner, will you let him in? Room for pleasure, room for business, but for Christ the crucified, not a place that he can enter in the heart for which he died. 
And then the, the, the refrain or the chorus would sing, Room for Jesus, King of glory, hasten now his word obey. Swing the heart's door widely open, bid him enter while you may. So listen to him. Make a little room for Jesus in your life. He says in Revelation uh, 3, verse 20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. You know, we often use that verse as a reference for salvation, that he's knocking on our door, uh, the heart door to come in. But the verse was really written to Christians to open the door and let Jesus in. Let him have room. I want to read you a story. Now, this story, I'm going to read it so I can get it right. Uh, I've heard this many times and in different variations. I don't know who wrote it. I don't know where it came from. Uh, I think maybe it was a magazine article or something. But I love this story. So I want to uh, let me read it to you. Wally was nine years old in the second grade, though he should have been in the fourth grade. He was big and clumsy, slow in movement and mind, but well-liked by the other children in the class, all of whom certainly were smarter than he was. At times, the boys did have trouble hiding their irritation when uncoordinated Wally would ask to play ball with them. He'd stand by, not sulking, but hoping. Always helpful, willing and smiling, the natural protector of any child he felt was being mistreated or bullied. As Christmas time approached, plans were made for the annual school pageant. Children were being assigned their parts, angels, shepherds, wise men, Mary and Joseph. And Wally stood by expectantly. Then suddenly his joy knew no bounds, for he heard the teacher say, Wally, I want you to be the innkeeper. Now, there were not many lines to learn, she reasoned, and his eyes would make his refusal of lodging to Joseph more forceful. Little did that teacher dream the lesson that such a tender-hearted boy would teach to all who would attend that program. Then came the rehearsals with the manger, fake beards, <laughs> crowns, and a stage full of squeaky voices. Most caught up in the magic of the night. Wally was especially excited to play his part. He would stand in the wings, watching the performance with fascinations. His teacher had to make sure he did not wander on stage before his cue. Then came the long-awaited night, and Wally stood holding a lantern by the door of the inn, watching as the children who portrayed Mary and Joseph came near him. What do you want? Wally asked with a, with a big gesture. We seek lodging. Seek it elsewhere. The inn is filled. Sir, we have asked everywhere in vain. We've traveled afar and very weary. There is no room in this inn for you. Wally looked properly stern. Uh, Joseph said, please, good innkeeper, this is my wife. She's heavy with child and needs a place to rest. Surely you must have some small corner for her. Uh, she's so tired. Now, for the first time, the innkeeper relaxed his stiff stance and looked down at Mary. With that, there was a long pause, and the, and the audience 
became a bit tense in the silence. No, be gone, the proper whispered from the wings of the stage. No, be gone, Wally repeated automatically. Joseph sadly placed his arm around Mary. Mary laid her head on her husband's shoulder, and the two of them started to move away. The innkeeper did not return inside, however. Wally stood there in the doorway, watching the forlorn couple. His mouth was open, his brow creased with concern, his eyes filling unmistakably with tears. And suddenly this Christmas pageant became different from all the others. Don't go, Joseph, Wally called out. <laughs> Everyone now wondered what was going on. Bring Mary back. And Wally's face grew into a bright smile as he said, You can have my room. <laughs> uh, do you have room for Jesus? Do you have room for Jesus in your week? Do you have room for Jesus in your day? But you know, this time of year, do you have room for Jesus in your Christmas? To talk about him, to share the story with your children. You know, when our children were growing up, they're all adults now, and they do this with their children on Christmas morning. Before any presents are open, before anything is eaten, we would sit down in the living room together, and we would read Luke chapter 2, the story of the Savior's birth. By the time they were teenagers, as we began to read, they could pretty much quote the whole thing all the way through. It was fun. Make room for Jesus in your Christmas celebrations. Make room for Jesus in your songs. Oh, our time is gone. <laughs> Thanks for listening. God bless you. Consider his word. Thanks for listening today. Like us on Facebook and visit our website at considerhisword.org. This is Pastor Arlen Payne saying, till next time, God bless you as you consider His Word. The preceding program was listener-supported through Consider His Word Ministries.